Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, everybody. We are back with another live stream reviewing the book of Boba Fett in name only. Episode five. <laughs> in uh, name only. Oh, man. Uh, What's going on, Rhodes? Good morning. I got up uh, much later this morning than um, I had for the previous episodes last week when we went, went on. I, I was up two hours earlier than this morning. Yeah. So I last week I actually watched the episode twice. Uh, this episode I got through once, and then thirteen minutes of the second viewing, mm-hmm. and I was like, I got to get on. I got to get on the stream. Yeah, I yeah, because I, I was, I further. was, I was coming back from getting coffee, and I got your text. You're like, man, I just woke up. I thought you would would have been up I, to, I, to watch this. I I slept right. My alarm was set to go off at four, and I slept right through it. I, <laughs> I had forgot I turned the volume down when we were live yesterday because remember that that call came in. Well, I yeah. never I never turned my volume back up Ooh. the rest of the day. Yeah. You see, I keep my phone on mute. I mean, not on mute, but um, silent. Oh. Silent. But no, it does vibrate. But um, my alarm always goes off with sound. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah good morning, D. Carey, and. Cormoran. Everybody smash the thumbs up button if you do not mind. Let everybody know that we are here and we're going to be diving into um, The Mandalorian. Episode 5 of... Because newsflash, there's no Boba Fett in this. And that's a a problem. (laughs) It really is a problem. Even though this episode was a very good episode... Of yeah. the Mandalorian. Of the Mandalorian, yeah. that's. I think uh, we were talking before we came on, it's a sad indictment of exactly what the Book of Boba Fett series. Yeah. It, I mean, it was like... We've gotten nowhere in this, in this show. Five, five episodes in, and this is only seven a seven-episode show. And they finally started to get into the show in the last episode. Right. And then, then Boba doesn't show up in the next episode. <laughs> doesn't show up at all. And it has nothing to do with Boba Fett at all. Um, I, I was kind of surprised because I knew that Din Jaren was going to show up. But I didn't expect them to show up right at the beginning. You see him. He comes in uh, this, this like Rocky meat cooler. I know. And it. he's right there. I'm looking for Burt Young somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny as hell. Yeah, I was like, um, 
it's it's weird because uh, we talked about exactly how well John Favreau has nailed the character of Boba Fett with the Mandalorian. With the Mandalorian. I, I mean, it's it's yeah. so weird what's happened with this Boba Fett series, and as soon as Mando came, like you saw his shadow in mm-hmm. through that 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 plastic hanging and down, you knew it was him. Oh they yeah, didn't sh- they didn't show his helmet or anything. It was like a silhouette, but you knew it yeah. was him. But immediately the impact was was large, and I was like, "Wow, that's the impact Boba Fett used to give when he yeah. would walk into the room." Yeah, and, and- Mando is not negotiating. He, he he's not trying to be Mister Nice Guy. He's not saying, "Oh, it's okay." He he's like, "No," and he said the line, "I can bring you in warm." Or I can bring you in coal because he yeah. was collecting a bounty because the, the guy was trying to um, negotiate with him. The entire tone changed uh, immediately. It went back to feeling much more like a Star Wars <laughs> show, yeah. like 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 a light switch. Um, and, you know, one of the things I always try to take notes for these things, but we can just talk about it without having a, to even get to that. Yeah, I didn't take there, any notes, so we can go by yours. There's power in not removing that helmet. Yes. There, it's it's a massive failure of the Book of Boba Fett that they have he, taken he that takes helmet, his helmet off. He takes his helmet off way too much. It's a problem. It's taken away the mystique and the mysteriousness around Boba mm-hmm. Fett's character. Um, not only did you take it off, but you got Tamora Morrison just, I mean, he just running his mouth. I mean, he just yeah. talking all the time. Yeah, the so, thing is, I didn't, I didn't mind him not having his helmet on at the beginning of the show because we we saw him get out the Sarlacc pit, and obviously he didn't have his um, armor. But once he got his armor back, they should have left that damn hel- helmet on. Right, he's just taking it off all the time. He's walking outside, and somebody walks off, but boom, he pops it right back off again. You're like, what's going on here? And... Uh, it's something we talked about when we were doing Mandalorian reviews. Favreau did a fantastic job of conveying emotion through a helmet. Yes. With a guy wearing a helmet. And the fact that the Mandalorian really and truly speaks more in the way Boba Fett spoke in the original trilogy. When Dan Jaren talks, it carries so much more weight mm-hmm. than when yeah. Boba Fett talks. Because he doesn't over-talk. Exactly. Only when necessary does he speak, and he doesn't just say a bunch of wasted lines, mm-hmm. dialogue. Okay, so it makes more impact. That's what we thought Boba. Fett, that's yeah. what Boba Fett was supposed to be. Even Django Fett was like that, right? Oh yeah, and J- Django he had his helmet off a lot, but you remember in Attack of the Clones when he um, was meeting Obi Wan. He said, always nice to meet a Jedi. And it was just that. No more than needed. No more than yeah. needed. And, um, yeah, they've they've completely uh, lost their um, their route on this Book of Boba Fett show. I don't – they didn't know where they were taking it, I guess. I don't know what they were thinking, but it's it's been um, – it's sad when the Mandalorian shows up and it's far and away – the best episode of your Boba Fett series. Mm-hmm. That's bad. That's bad. That's a, that's a, 
a failure of the show uh, thus far. Um, also, did you notice just the immediate level of grittiness went up in the entire show? The the gritty darkness of the show like yeah. came back, which is something I expected from the Book of Boba Fett that yeah. we haven't gotten. I, I mean, is it just me or does the Book of Boba Fett seem too damn bright and cheery? Yes, it does. I, I mean, it feels, I hate to say it, I'm just going to say it, it feels like Disney. Yes, and some of those characters, you know, even the mechanic on um, Mos Eisley, that is co- a complete Disney character right there. She's just too, too cheery. It doesn't. She doesn't feel like Star Wars, because those people on a uh, Tatooine, they definitely feel more like people you can't trust. This lady, I can't remember her name. Mando completely trusts her, and she is completely trustworthy. Right. But her right. attitude doesn't feel like somebody from Tatooine. I mean, because we had a lot of slick people on Tatooine, Watto, the Huts, anybody in the cantina. I will say that it does seem like they have made that interaction between her and Mando work, though. It, yeah, it, work, they, they it, have. it works well. Um and, and and she always seems to give him something to think about, at least right. get him down a road that he's like, well, I wasn't going to do that, but that kind of makes some sense in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it, you know, it was good to see. It was obviously good to have the Mandalorians back, the armor, um, and uh, Paz Vizsla. That was John Favreau in the suit. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, it was good to see that character. Because John Favreau actually plays uh, Previsla in yeah. Clone Wars. Right, right. Um, I, I'm, We're starting to realize he knows those Mandalorian characters, I think. We talked about how good he knows those Mandalorian characters and that history and everything involving that. And I think it's helped him in putting the Mandalorian character together. Mm-hmm. And everything surrounding that. I mean, look, he even got Ahsoka's character right and everything. I feel like there well, was... Dave an influ- Filoni had a lot to do with that. <laughs> well, and that's that's true. Um, a, a huge amount to do with well, that. Well, he directed that episode, too. Right. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard came back from she the She directed this one. She directed that one. Um, I, was, I was looking at that. This was her... This was her, what, third... The third directing uh, duty involving Star Wars. So you could tell the the further she goes along, the more and more she grasps what she's doing when it comes to Star Wars. Because mm-hmm. the first episode that she directed in The Mandalorian, I was a little concerned. I was like... Wasn't that that episode four, the one that nobody liked? It was the one, remember, where he met the woman in that yeah, tribe? Yeah, yeah with that uh, AT-AT? And it was yeah, one of that, the weakest that, that episodes. That was not a good episode. It was one of the weakest episodes of The Mandalorian. But then she came back, had a really good episode later in the uh, the season, or even se- maybe it was season two. And then she comes back and directs this episode. And, and I, you know, for what it was, considering there wasn't like this big, massive goal of this episode, it was really good. And um, yeah. great back and forth. We find out that the Mandalorians, at least of that particular tribe, 
has been greatly reduced because yeah, it's only of, three of them because of Den Jaren's actions. You know, they came to assist him, and it it hurt everybody in that tribe. A lot of them died and was wiped out. Um, you know, just small things. You know, Star Wars always had this sort of a nonchalant humor. You saw it a lot with Han Solo. Uh, a little a little nugget here I liked in this was when he got, well, number one, the fact that Din Jaren is flying commercially, I thought was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> and I got a bit of a problem with that scene. Really? When he, when he, when he, when that droid tells him that, that he can't go on with all his weapons, it was so Disney-fied right there. Wow. I didn't like, I didn't like the way that droid I've, sounded at I've all. Got that, I've also, got that when he got a, off, you know, when he got off the, the uh, transport, I was like, hmm, we could have did without that. They could have wow. cut that. I got that as it, a positive it, in this it episode. It did not feel like Star Wars, man. I actually Th- Those droids felt, they felt too much like Disney. That's funny. I wrote that down. I said it was a nice humorous touch. Unloading it the it was of, humorous, but it wasn't. Weapons. It, it was not Star Wars humor. It was I, Disney humor. See, that's funny. I thought it was totally Star Wars humor, actually. No. I, I thought it was hilarious that he just kept pulling all these weapons out and laying them out. People were walking by. and uh, Maybe yeah. they could have had the droid voice a little bit different because it just felt too, too cartoonish for me. Um, We were talking about the way that Mandalorian's words carry weight when he speaks and talking about how they've just let sort of Boba Fett go willy-nilly with dialogue everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking about how different the tones are between these characters. Uh, in the and a great example is uh, the interaction between Boba Fett and that Rancor monster. I mean, he's sitting there petting that Rancor and talking to him like he's a cat. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, you know, at the time, I'm like, I don't like, I don't love this. Does it bother me that much? But now, having seen Din Jaren come back again. And seeing how much his weight carries words and that feel that Boba Fett was supposed to have, now I hate that scene all of a sudden mm-hmm. between the Rancor and Boba Fett and how yeah. he was interacting with him. And do you want and, something to eat? Oh, you like yeah. that? And I'm thinking, yeah. and Danny Trey, Danny Trejo shouldn't even been in there. It was just completely wasted. Well, you know. I mean, crazy. he's Robert Rodriguez guy. I get that. I I was shocked by how many people uh, got so fired up when Trejo showed up because I was like, I love Danny Trejo, but it's no surprise. Robert Rodriguez no, is directing no. this episode. You know, everybody was just so blown away. Oh, Danny Trejo. And I'm like, did you not expect him to show up if Robert Rodriguez mm-hmm. is doing this show? Yeah. And uh, he was nothing know, more than Machete. Yeah, yeah. He's exactly. machete and everything. <laughs> yeah. That's he plays the same character. Yeah. Over and over again. Um one of the one of the things that this episode did right was uh you still feel the emotion and the draw that Mando has towards Grogu and the fact yes. that he's gone. Yes. And, Newsflash and, guys, we're gonna see Grogu. But me and Rhodes are talking about it. We weren't sure if it's going to be in this show 
or will it be in Mandalorian season three? Right. Because of the way, like we said, we already said that uh, there's no Boba Fett in the show, but then it Shan shows up at the end and she says that uh, Boba Fett uh, needs your help. And he says he'll do it. But first he needs to go see a little friend. And we yeah. know that's Grogu. Right. I don't think we're going to see that probably in this show. So the next episode will probably be a flash forward scene of him coming back from seeing Grogu. But we'll see that interaction in Mandalorian season three. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think they're going to put that in this show. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to wait to put that into the Mandalorian season three and And Luke Skywalker, by the way. Right. Right. So, and look, we're fired up for that. We want to see Luke again. Right. Um, yeah, I think we can all acknowledge that. Uh, but yeah, you can, you can really feel how much he, he misses that, um, that character again, the helmet has emotion and that emotion used to be tied to the Boba Fett character. That's mm-hmm. been taken away now, yeah. you know? Um, no, I did think that, um, I thought at the end of Mando season two, that, that Mando was walking away from the way, but he didn't because remember he was fighting the other guy with the dart saber. He won. Right. And the armor asks both of them, have you ever removed your helmet? Then Jaren pauses and he admits to removing his helmet. I was thinking, I was thinking he probably wasn't going to do that, but he admits to it. And she says, you're no longer a Mandalorian. And he begs to, for forgiveness, how to redeem himself. And he has to go to Mandalore. So we're definitely going to Mandalore in the Mandalorian season three, I believe we won't see that either. And I very much got the notion the armor is not a huge fan of Bo-Katan. No. I, I definitely got that from her character. Yeah. They're more like uh, religious zealots, really. He, um, she gave him a mission, essentially. Not on purpose, but she said, you'll have to go below Mandalore. And um, I can't remember exactly where yeah. she said he would have to go. But that obviously just gave him a purpose. But we did uh, see the destruction of Mandalore in this. Right. Pretty cool. Yeah, too. yeah this pretty is pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's got, that'll at least be some mission, I assume we see in season three mm-hmm. of him going there so he can restore his Mandalorian-ness. Uh, and he's after, never been there before. Right. Right. Um, and of course, we get Tomas Isley and he gets a new ship. He gets a Naboo starfighter. I, I knew we had seen that before. I saw it to touch you. Haven't we seen that? Yeah, it looks yeah. very similar to what Obi-Wan and Anakin was flying in Revenge of the Sith at the beginning. Well, similar. It was the, it was the ship that young Anakin flew I in the Phantom I figured that's Menace. what it was. I figured yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, it was a it was a new Naboo. I think it's an N one starfighter, is what they call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, they bring up Naboo because they said it was pre-Empire. Well, and the Razor Crest was off the grid because it was pre-Empire. Mm-hmm. So that's See, un- why he, he wanted that yeah. ship. Un- you know? Unlike the overlords at Disney, John Favreau loves bringing up the prequels. He brings up the Queen of Naboo. Um, they're not, he's not shying away from the prequels. No, and... You know, Melissa, we're going through the whole she hadn't seen Star Wars thing, and 
We finished uh, Return of finished the Jedi. The huh? You guys finished the prequels? We we went through the well. We we finished Return of the Jedi last night. Okay, but it had been a while since I saw the prequels. Man, I enjoyed them so much more this time for whatever reason. I don't know why. The Phantom Menace mm-hmm. I enjoyed a lot more than than I I have ever enjoyed it. Both of I've them. always loved it, man. I um, had I had. Um, the Phantom Menace, lots of Phantom Menace stuff when it came out because I enjoyed the movie. Some of the best stuff in Star Wars is in the prequels. Like you absolutely love the Django Obi Wan fight. That was amazing. Oh yeah, you know it's one of my favorite. Yeah, it's it's like my favorite sequence of the entire. Um, well, I say that, but at the end of the day, I mean the fight and everything with Obi Wan and Anakin. Amazing. And, in Revenge of the Sith is just lights out, you know, yeah. and the, the dialogue. My, my, yeah. My favorite planet is Coruscant. That's my favorite planet in all of Star Wars. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. It, it makes, it makes the, the galaxy seem so much bigger and everything is tied to that. And I started to make a video cause JJ Abrams wanted to destroy, um, Coruscant. I saw that. And yeah, and um, the force uh, falls asleep, but he was overruled by Lucasfilm, and we got uh, Hosnian Prime getting destroyed. Now, I will say this: I would not have been happy if he destroyed Coruscant, but it would have been more emotional to see that planet get destroyed than Hosnian Prime because nobody even knew what Hosnian Prime was. We didn't well, even know the name of the planet. I got to admit, planets. blowing up Coruscant kind of made more sense. It, once, it did. It did make yeah. more sense. Yeah, it would have certainly made more impact. Yeah. But I and, wonder why they, they didn't want him to blow it up. We don't, we don't really have much of a reason why. <laughs> Were they worried about fan backlash? Because hmm. that would have, that was the least of their concerns. <laughs> we If you got the rest of the story right, nobody would have cared if you blew up Coruscant. True. Um, little odd that the uh, mechanic said that she used to date a Jawa. I, I thought that was weird. I, I didn't like that. Now, I mean, I was sort and of, she indif- speaks Jawa. I'm, I'm completely indifferent to it, but correct me if I'm wrong, but back in the day, wasn't Jawa's faces supposed to be made of flies? Or they I'm not sure. She said, but she, she said they're furry. Yeah. And then she made a noise like she was spitting fur out. And I was like, oh, I, I don't know. That that gave me the uh, heebie-jeebies. Gomer Kyle. Hello, man. Private Kyle. What's up? She's loving these Star Wars all of a sudden. She's loving good. them. Good. Yeah. Good. Right. Good for me. Uh, <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> um. I, I don't know. Uh, so, overall, really good episode of The Mandalorian, I thought. Um, yep. You know, I don't know what that said. Uh, well, it it's, God, it says how bad the Book of Boba Fett's really been. Um, this is certainly going to help their numbers uh, when it comes to things like audience scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Let me look at that and see mm-hmm. how much... Uh, and see how much last week's much better episode uh 
actually brought them, see if it brought them up any, because they were, dude, they were getting close to being rotten. I know it was like, what, 63% overall. Oh, dude. What is it now? It's still not good. Share your screen, man. Share your screen. Let's see it. Yeah, it's still not good at all. Um, And that's after the last episode that everybody liked. Ooh, it's still it 60%. Is, ouch. Ouch. Oh, that, that so it went me... it went down even after a good episode like last week's. Yeah, yeah, it still went down. So cause... now it may it may go down even more now because, like I said before, this episode had nothing to do with Boba Fett. This is okay. a Mandalorian spin-off episode. Remember last week when I said I enjoyed this show more than I liked, or I enjoyed um, Solo more than I've liked this Boba Fett show so far. Yeah. Okay, so... Is, it, this show is a discombobulated mess right now. This, look at this. Solo has a better audience score than the book of Boba <laughs> Fett right now. Wow. Wow. Solo, a Star Wars story, has a better audience reception. A movie that lost a ton of money. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, but how, like how do I, you think people are going to take this episode? Do you think, considering it doesn't further the story of Boba Fett at all? On, it depends on the crowd. And you we, only got two episodes. That's my biggest problem with this. It doesn't further Boba Fett at all. Echo, this that this is the the big question of the day because it's a great episode yeah. of the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's it's Mando episode um, one of season three. That that's really what it is. It's just that simple. Uh, two point five. Uh, epi- or season two and a half. 2.5 episode one. I, I mean, I don't know where to put it. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you put it as a, the, uh, uh, another episode of last season of Mando or the first yeah, season? That, of... that, that's the way I'm putting it. I'm, I'm not, this is not a Boba Fett episode. It's not, no matter what, it's not. Uh, you, you can probably get away with this kind of an episode. If this was like a 10 episode season, but like I said before, you wasted the first three episodes of this season and what, what should really start off in episode four. And now you go back and you have nothing to do with Boba Fett. So now you got two episodes to get this right. I don't think they're going to be able to pull it off. Look, there's a couple of people that's not in the chat. That's normally in here, but you know, Asta La Rasta had brought up the fact that, uh, Boba Fett was going to die at the end of this series. This is like the wrap-up of his life kind of thing, and I guess they're going to flash forward to his death or whatever. Um, I wouldn't be surprised they killed off everybody else from the OTs and the prequels. Well, they're certainly acting like they're getting a season two, if you ask me. The way they are, are well, running they said, this... They said a limited run. They, like, Obi-Wan's they, supposed to be a limited run, too. They did, but we know how this works. If 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 they go out with a bang, 
and from from last week's episode all the way to the end, and the fans really like those. Disney's going to see dollar signs and green light another season. What else is Tamora Morrison doing? I mean, really think about it. But Rhodes, you've noticed something. Every time Disney does does something good, they mess it up and they, they take three it. steps back. <laughs> they overkill. Ma- it. Ma- prime example: Mando season two. Everybody excited to see Luke come back, and then they fire Gina Carano. Well, Every time yeah. they do something good, they take two steps back. Yeah, I mean that's that's um, that's sort of been their mo. I mean they uh, when they fired Gina and I made that video, I said you know all of the goodwill you finally got back from the Mandalorian, from mm-hmm. bringing Luke back, all of these things you got right in this show. And you you got the feeling, you gave us the feeling you finally turned Star Wars over to a couple of guys that obviously know Star Wars. And then you went out and fired Gina Carano. And it was like, I, I told you, it was worse. It was more damaging to the fan base than The Last Jedi was. Firing Gina Carano was yeah. more damaging. Yeah. Because, and, and the only reason why I'm even watching this is so we can do these streams for you guys. That's it. If I didn't have this channel, I'd be like, nah, I'm not watching any of this. Our, our, but, but I so, want to be but I want to be objective too. Uh, well, that's my thing. I always try to take everything on its own accord, you know? I mean, its own product. Um but yeah, it's it's rough. I gave it a three for a Boba Fett episode, but a seven and a half as a Mando. Well, I'm, I'm giving it zero as a Boba Fett episode. It wasn't a Boba Fett episode. I think that's fair, actually. I mean, I think a, a zero out of five as a Boba Fett episode is fair. I thought it was a maybe like a, a let's see, how do I grade? I grade out of five. So I, I thought it was like a 3.75 out of five for a Mando mm-hmm. episode. It was a good, solid Mandalorian episode terrible Boba yeah. Fett episode yeah uh, and you know it is what it is and I know people think well this fan well, they, like- they should have they should have at least brought in Boba Fett to recruit Din Jaren at the end they only brought Finn at Shan they could have brought both of them at least <laughs> yeah have him show up it would yeah. still it would still just be a cameo from Boba in his own series yeah <laughs> I mean no matter what it it would still be a Mandalorian episode, so I don't. Um, it was it's it's weird. This this whole series is all over the place. I've never seen anything like it. Um, that's that's about all I had on this this episode, though. Um, i I thought it was a I thought it was a great return for the Mandalorian. Yeah, and that was the you name know? of the episode. The Return of the Mandalorian. <laughs> Star yeah. Wars, The Return of the Mandalorian. Sounds like a movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, on a side note, um, I did read another article involving where all of this is going and the fact that this is probably all leading to a big theatrical movie involving all of these characters. Um. And Thrawn will be the big bad guy. 
in mm. all this. It will end up being the big baddie in all this. So Ahsoka would have to remember Ahsoka is out with um, Sabine trying to find uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra. And Ezra. Right. So you think she's going to end up, there's going to be a team with like Din Djarin? Well, it's it's supposed to come together in some kind of a, a large Infinity War slash Endgame scenario where it's this large, massive team up against okay. a particular big baddie. In this case, it'll be Thrawn. Hey, Disney, Thrawn would have been great as the main villain in, in the sequel trilogy. That would have been really freaking cool. Hey, Rose, remember, they had that, that bit team up in the Rise of Palpatine. All these people coming out of hyperspace. And you saw a wedge. It works better, though, when you set it up with <laughs> multiple right, right. seasons of character development, a la Marvel you know, in the MCU, but it don't work when they just show up out of hyperspace out of nowhere. I found it kind of funny. Remember in The Last Jedi at the end? Nobody responded to their call for help. But for some kind of reason, everybody responds at the end, end of Palpatine, the rise of Palpatine. Why? Why is that? In, in the know? unknown regions. Which nobody, I guess, wouldn't really know because it's called Unknown Regions. It didn't make any sense. No, no, nothing about the sequel trilogy really made sense. We started The Force Awakens last night. Because I, I asked Melissa, I said, do you want to watch these? I said, I wasn't going to watch them. And mm -hmm. she was like, yeah, I want to see them. If they're, if they're part of this, I want to watch them. And I was like, okay. So we started them last night. We made it all the way to we're home. And, okay. and, and then it, we had to go to sleep. But Okay. Um, Newsflash, Melissa. That movie gets worse as it goes along. I used to love that movie. I guess got I, mad. I, I always hated it, man. I got, I got mad because all I knew, over again Because I knew night. exactly what Disney was doing. I was like, I've seen this before. It's a Dollar General version of A New Hope. I um, I just got mad all over again. <laughs> this is buddy, LeBron James is still on page one of the book of both. <laughs> That's funny. He's looking at the back. He's he's trying to order of Cliff Notes version of of uh, the Malcolm X autobiography. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, funny. Um. Tannehill. I guess uh, Gomer Kyle is in your I hate Ryan Tannehill camp, maybe. Yeah. Don't blame you. Don't blame you at all. Any um, final words from you, Mr. Matrix? Um, what else are we, are we missing anything on this episode? Uh, I guess I we kind of covered so. everything. I don't think so. I think, like we talked about, we're going to start in with the next episode. Probably with him coming back from having seen Grow Group. That's my yeah. That's yeah, my. Take. That's what I'm thinking. I don't too. think they're. I don't think they're showing us that. Yeah, unless they pull something out of left field and Luke comes in and takes out the pipes, but I don't think that's going to happen. I am making a call though. I'm calling it right now. I think we may see Han Solo in the next episode. It's possible. Yeah, Cad Bane. Oh, we haven't talked about Cad. No, we haven't. We haven't talked about Cad Bane. 
we haven't. Are we are we finally going to see the live action showdown, the live action hmm. version of the showdown? Or God, do we want to see Boba and Cad Bane team up? Do we want to see that? Mm. I, I mean, would they, like to see Boba and remember in um in the Clone Wars. Who was that? There was a deleted scene. It was a standoff with uh, Cad Bane and yeah, everybody. Everybody's seen the helmet. That's where the helmet got the dent. Um, I I I don't know. At the end of the day, though, if they did team up. Hmm. I'd rather they, see they, Cad Bane work with the Pites. They are bounty hunters. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, they're going to work for money. I'd rather so, see Cad Bane work with the Pites and go have to fight against um, Mando and Boa. Yeah, I, I, me too. Me too. Yeah. But they, but if they're going to take out Cad Bane, Cad Bane it's got to be by the hands of Boba Fett. Nobody else. Yeah. Nobody else. Yeah. Not even Luke. Nobody else. Yeah. So, I don't. I don't even need Luke to show up in this show. It, it it'll feel out of place. Like Jedi won't be won't be involved in like underground stuff like this. You know, underworld stuff. Although, would I love to see a gun a gun a gun duel between the, Han Solo and this Cad is Bane? this yeah, is I'd definitely like something. This is definitely more of an era for Han Solo right here. Oh, definitely, definitely, without a yeah. doubt. Yeah, Han and Chewie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, how yeah. how they would actually implement them, I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know how they would actually put him in. Because what is Han doing right now, really? It could be that, um, well, wouldn't, it's wouldn't Ben, Han... so, ben Solo is probably getting born right now. Han's still at home right now, I think. He's with he Leia still. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's went to went back to smuggling yet. So where are they? Are they already on Hosdian Prime? Which God, I hate that planet. Hmm, that's interesting. I I was just thinking he was going to happen through Moss Eisley. Is kind of what I. Yeah, I guess I guess so. He's doing his no. own thing. Yeah, I I just figured him and Chewie would come rambling through there and and bump into boba or something yeah um i don't know i don't know but yeah i i'm calling that for the next episode i think han shows up okay you know so all right, cool all right i think we're gonna wrap it up you ready to yep. wrap it up yep all i'm right. ready to wrap it up 10 a.m black and white sports we got two hours so i gotta gonna, get i gotta get dressed <laughs> i gotta we're get showered up it. and everything so all right man all right, Everybody guys. take care. Thanks for coming out. Thank Peace. you. Peace. We are out. Till next, Til next time. time.